Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 83 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for a new day to learn more of you and your ways. Draw us closer to you through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in John chapter 15. Jesus talks about the vine. He says, he is the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. We are continually being pruned as we become grafted into the vine. And when I read this passage, I think of roses. Although they aren't grown on a vine like grapes, I still think of them. They are such a beautiful flower with the most fragrant scent. And whenever I get them, I trim their ends and immediately put them in water because they die very quickly without it. Even when placed in water, their beauty quickly fades. They simply cannot live apart from the nourishment of the ground and natural sunlight. Likewise, we cannot flourish without continual nourishment from the Lord. We cannot produce his fruit without being highly connected to him. If we cut ourselves off from him, we become fruitless. But when we abide in Jesus, he says we honor and glorify God and bear good fruit. He adds that then we can ask whatever we want and it will be done for us. This is because we will ask as being one with him, having his heart. He tells us to love one another and keep his commandments. Again, God never changes. We read this in the Old Testament as well. All of this so we have joy. Jesus told them all these things so they would have joy, and our joy is truly in the Lord. Let's see what Paul is writing about in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul tells us to live the lives we were called to live. He also says to walk in humility, gentleness, unselfishness, and patience. He writes, be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. And then he writes about the ones, one church body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. He attempts to keep strife out of the church and maintain peace. He writes about giftings, being apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, all who were intended to grow and build up the body in Christ, to mature the faith of the believers in Christ. Then instead of being like a ship being tossed about by the wind and sea, we will be grounded in faith. One of my favorite verses in this chapter is verse 15, which says, Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Truth is a difficult concept to live by sometimes, especially if our lives are rooted in sin or possibly shame. Truth in this passage means speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly. Paul writes about living our lives enfolded in God's love. When we allow ourselves to be fully seen by God and find that he loves us despite our faults and failures, we begin to live in truth. The truth is the Lord already sees us, our sin and our shame, and he loves us despite our faults and failures. When we allow ourselves to receive his love, then his love enfolds us. 
then we start to believe we are worthy. We realize whose we are and can start living in truth because we are set free from sin, shame, and those feelings of unworthiness. Enfolded in God's love, we can love others and help them live in truth as well. Paul says this is growing up. Then he gives a warning to not live in sin and darkness anymore. He points out another truth in verse 18 that a hardness of heart causes insensitivity towards morality. We see hardness of heart throughout the Bible leading to sin and a lack of understanding. Again, one of my prayers is that God keeps my heart soft towards him. You can add this to your daily prayer as well. Then Paul gives us some nuggets of wisdom about anger. First, he says, do not sin when we are angry. Second, he tells us to not let our anger continue into the evening because this gives the enemy an opportunity to derail us. Yes, this is a nugget of wisdom for sure. He also tells us to not speak harshly and swear, but use our words to lift others up. I love how the word gives us clues about how to live godly lives. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 13. Moses warns them about serving other people's gods. He warns them about even learning about their gods. The Lord didn't want them anywhere near the people or their gods. Same goes for us today. We need to be careful that we aren't lured into the trap the enemy sets for us, but understand we serve a holy God who wants to keep his people holy. Let's see what's happening in Deuteronomy chapter 14. Moses starts out telling the Israelites, they're sons of God and are a holy people set apart for God. In verse 2, he says, the Lord has chosen you to be a peculiar people to himself above all the nations on the earth. And then he proceeds to tell them how to keep holy, stay holy in God's sight. Part of that being what they ate. He gave them a list of animals they could eat and a list of animals they couldn't. Then he listed the do's and don'ts of fish and fowl that they could and couldn't eat. And then he gives them instructions about tithing. In Psalm 83, Asaph is still struggling and praying for the people. He continues to pray God will subdue their enemies and not just subdue them, but destroy them as God helped Moses utterly destroy the Midianites. If you remember, the Midianites were led by Balak, who hired Balaam to put a curse upon the Israelites, but Balaam wouldn't do it. He consulted with God, who told him he was not to do this because these were a people blessed by him. Well, Asaph prays God will destroy these new enemies in the same way. Asaph never gave up his pursuit in prayer. Jesus said to bring our petitions to God and continue to pray for God hears our prayers and will answer them. Asaph took on praying for the nation. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for being the God who sees us and desires our hearts. Help us lean into you and learn to depend on you for all we need and desire. Keep us seeking you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.